Welcome everybody to the Culture Shock Podcast, episode number one. Uno. <laughs> I'm so happy and blessed to be here with my co-host, Mr. Los, the CEO of Black of the Berry. Close everybody you, should know him you. by now. This is years in the making. Facts. And um <laughs> today we're speaking about something very special and dear to my heart, and something that's very hard to the public um to talk about in ways. Um it's more shown and more talked about now than ever. But mental mm-hmm. health is something that has hit America and really around the world hard. And it's something that has really been taking a deep dive and, and looked into deeply. But today we have a special guest. Her name is Karen Simmons, a therapist that knows everything about this stuff. And it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna help us, me and Los today, learn a lot. And also you guys as the viewers learn a lot about mental health, therapy, and maybe it'll just give you a very special insight. So welcome therapy, guys. Y'all. Welcome, guys. <laughs> hey, How are you, Karen? Hey, How Patrick. are you? How's everything? Karen, that's Los. Good, Los, good. Karen. Hey, Los. How are you? I'm great, Karen. I think we're going to have a riveting time tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, Karen, right off the bat, let me start you off with something hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> start with something hot. Tell me All something. Right. Tell me something. Um, What made you want to be a therapist? What made you want to step into this field? Um. What, what just made you want to help people? Um, I, there's a, a gratification and helps. And so any way that you can help people, it's gratifying. And because this is something that I believe that I'm not only gifted at, but um, extremely good at and want to do, here I am today helping people. Right. I, I think that I think that people like you are are truly special and inspirational, um, more than you guys are given credit for, in my opinion. You know, you guys are so absolutely looked over. In my, in, in my opinion, you guys are so looked over, and but you guys are so essential to just everyday things that happen in life, and just getting up in the morning and feeling good about yourself. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes more than just you. It takes things and people. It takes a village, like they say. You know, the old cliche. Yeah but you truly can be the village to somebody. And I think that we all can say that we appreciate you for even taking on the challenge. All right, so Karen, so another question I have to ask you, Mm -hmm. um, what is the hardest part about doing what you do, being a therapist, helping people every day, being so impactful, but what's what's the thing you take, not take home, but really hits you in the heart doing this line of work and really helping people? I think the hardest thing truly is when uh, I find someone who gives up on themselves. Mm. Right. Yeah. They they just give up on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's very difficult to um, try to bring someone back once they have given up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do you feel like what you, do you feel like you have like a, um, cause I, I feel like you do, but do you feel like, yourself that you have a gift for this because i feel like people always have this question of oh, i've been to therapy i don't really like it i don't my therapist just told me all the same stuff i've heard all of this before my therapist has told me all the same stuff so it's it's not for me do you feel yeah. like you have a gift in in what you do i have several gifts <laughs> Let, tell us I about them because i want to know and that's perfect and, and mm-hmm. what i do and as you know patrick i have mm-hmm. the ability to tap right into you right into the heart right into the heart and mm-hmm. deal with the heart of the matter right most of my gift derives from the truth 
And that's what people fear the most, the truth. We don't want to look at the truth, but the truth indeed can set you free and free you up in order to move forward and progress in your life. Um, So yes, I have several gifts. I definitely do. And uh, it has worked in perfection Mm -hmm. with, I tell people all the time, I have not lost the case yet. Mm. (laughs) That's what I love. That's what mm-hmm. I love. Slight flex from third. Now, that's what I love. Now I know. Now I know. Los. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. Los has some some real good questions because you know I, I know Los has has talked to me about it personally, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know Los has a couple questions for you that really he's intrigued, and I think that viewers that have never done therapy would absolutely love to to know too, and I'm sure they they have these questions as well go ahead los ask these questions all right all right karen um uh uh, i'm kind of kind of a a a small mike tyson when it comes to this journalism thing (laughs) or these questions you know i'm ferocious so (laughs) as a therapist yes sir how difficult is it for you to decondition some of the conditioning that some of your patients have like or you know that they carry into your your session how hard is it to to peel back that onion so i'm going to answer that question maybe in two parts first of all it's not difficult at all Mm. because in what i do i don't do the work i help you see yourself and you peel back your own onion. Mm. And so I, I just provi- provide a platform and a, a place of safety that you feel comfortable enough to peel back. Mm. <laughs> you got him thinking, look, he quiet. I'm like, he's man, stuck. she shut me down. No, All right, but, but but I can I can I can switch this because okay, so then sure. How, what 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 kind of uh, tips can you give to people who who aren't as aware and who are stuck in themselves and sometimes that they need to decondition that con- already existing conditioning? You know what I mean? Because stuff like therapy, why why we don't go to therapy is because we have this preconceived notion that it's perceived this way, and we don't want to go for it for that reason. So it's like we need to decondition that condition in order to be fully self self aware so i get what you're saying and mm. that's half the truth right mm. so the first part of the truth of the matter is people don't go to therapy because they're not informed okay mm. Mm. they don't understand the benefits of helping someone helping them to help themselves right so Mm -hmm. there's a stigma attached to counseling and therapy right Mm -hmm. that something is wrong and that's a misconception right right we all have to deal with life and life is difficult within itself that makes everyone in the position of something being wrong in life now there are situations where as it's just life and then there's also clinical situations so there's a difference so there's clinical uh psychotherapy and there's Mm -hmm. Therapy for dealing with life issues. Mm. 
Mm. All I right. See. Now, now, okay. Now. I see. Yeah. I think you. I think you might have to say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say it again. So there are people who really in life, um, clinically need therapy, mm. and there are people in life that just need help to understand where they are. Direction. Direction. <laughs> Absolutely. Got now, what's 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 very interesting, especially with your generation, I call them you are the emerging adults, right? Mm -hmm. So emerging developed um, adults are in their developmental stage. Absolutely. Emerging adults are from age 18 to 29. Okay. Mm -hmm. In that respect, you are still searching you are still becoming and life is difficult as you are on the road and what the problem is is that because you are merging adults coming out of what we would consider adolescence you are coming out wanting your own authority autonomy okay mm. having dealt with maybe a parental or uh some sort of authoritative uh, influence. Now you're on your own and you want to find it out all by yourself. But what you don't understand in this stage is that in every stage of life, we need help. Mm. I, I, we I, need assistance and mm. we need direction. Right. No, and I, I second that, you know, you know, for me personally, you know, growing up, I can only speak, you know, for myself, but I know a lot of men in general, especially the male population, we, we kind of have to bury a lot. Right. And we kind of told in life, we got to be the tough guy. We got to be the guy that, that buries everything. We got to be the guy that deals with everything, whether it be for the family, for your friends, for anybody. We, we yes. have to we have to deal. And and sometimes we have the outlet. But, you know, the outlet is usually a friend that I'm not going to say every friend's like that. They'll tell you the truth, but they got love for you. And yeah, it's not to say that therapist won't have love for you. But, you know, it's to me, it's like. You know, sometimes you hear from somebody that doesn't know everything but understands everything before, and it's it's a complete different different ball game, different animal, right? It, yeah. it, it's too they're too biased though. You can count on your friends, and you right, and they're, but they're they can, exactly, you, but they want to see you happy. Yeah, they're, they're not objective. They're not willing to to take you down to the ground where you're buried and pick you back up. They're gonna right. just try to give you that rope. They're gonna throw you the rope and pull you out just to quickness. You know, yeah, which you appreciate though, right? That is, you do. That is definitely appreciate. So my thing to you, Karen, is like. You know, I'm sure you see men and women, and I'm sure you see all different types of things. Um, but do you find that males, it's it's harder to rip them out of that hole or pull them back out than it is uh, female presence? Or do you feel like it's just the whole generation as a, as a whole? Well, I'm, I'm going to speak um, generally and then specifically, okay. right? So generally... Um, men don't seek help, right. <laughs> you know, um, it's part of their DNA. I can work it out, right? <laughs> right? Mm. I'm going to work it out or I supposed tricks. to work it out. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> um, oddly enough, I have just as many men that I deal with than women. Okay. Um, these particular men have either through word of mouth or just encounters with me have found a place of comfort. And I think with men, you have to be comfortable 
what you mentioned is that, you know, you're comfortable with your friend. I get that. But the problem with that is that your friend is on the same level as you. Mm. May have experienced a little bit of something different, but you're yet traveling the same road. You need someone who has lived a little while that knows a little something that can help you along the way. Okay. Mm. So men in general don't seek help. That's Mm. number one. In particular, African-American men, because Mm. of the stigma, right, culturally, Mm. Mm -hmm. as well as you know, their environment and their community says, oh, no, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And you will find more other cultures where men have come to the realization that, you know what, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to get wise counsel. (laughs) It is. Right. It is. And that's... mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead, finish. That's primarily what it is seeking wise counsel understanding that you don't know it all and there's someone that can help you figure some things out and and to piggyback off that it's crazy to me because as you're as you're articulating that you we i sit here and think about it like okay like people in in neighborhoods know like okay you need every every neighborhood has OGs that people who know and that protect and, and just know the, the the ways of the land right right and everybody respects them for teaching us and right. respect and and we we respect them enough to learn from them right it's the same concept it is it's the same it, concept so how would we how do we herald one of them and and think this is so far out and so taboo and it's like I, it's crazy right. now that, that I'm seeing it it's like mm-hmm. what well, it's the same concept Cause they probably because of comfortability too, and knowing that you know, hearing that they're the OG and knowing that they're the OG and seeing that is sometimes I guess in True. culture, in culture it's just not cool, but like cool at the same time. Like yeah, all right, I'm talking to the OG right here. Hey, you know what I'm saying? He knows everything. All right, cool, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, whatever he gonna tell me, I should really listen to. You know, right. and then you hear something that's like professional, which it is professional, but at the same time, it's still life and it's still real um Mm -hmm. lessons and and stuff to be learned and man you know me personally doing therapy you you tap into stuff that you ain't even know you could tap into and you learn things about yourself that you don't even know that you had or the problems that you had you may have thought like you know a little crazy got a little problems but then you tap in it's like damn Mm -hmm. good boy you know what i'm saying and and so my my question to you karen you know, when people falter, because, you know, plenty of people go through therapy and they have ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, I know in therapy that you, you just don't, you just don't go straight up or you just don't go up. You come, sometimes mm-hmm. you come back down. So when you have somebody that goes up and is doing great and then comes back down, yeah. what is, when they're not a lost cause, what is the best way to bring them back to that level? <laughs> I know I should say that, but what's the way to bring that level? <laughs> she can't professionally <laughs> say that. But I know she can't. I know. I'm going to say it. She can't, but I'm going to say it. Damn. Yeah, especially, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, 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 each case is different. Right. And it really is based on the understanding of the individual. Mm-hmm you know, what they can take, where they are, um, and speaking their language so that they can understand. So um, it happens often, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
because of one thing or another. So that's not foreign mm -hmm. <laughs> for me to have experienced, but it also takes um, a, a therapist, a coach, a counselor to have patience and understand who she or he is dealing with, right? You were talking and one of the things that came to me was, yeah, that OG, you know what the difference is with the OG and the counselor or therapist? One of the differences, trust, right? right. You trust the OG. You understand that the OG has your best intentions at heart. And so in finding the right therapist, the right counselor, the right coach, you have to really connect with them and know that they have your best interests at heart. You're going to know that in the first session. You're going to understand in the first session if the person that you have chosen can relate to you or not. And if that person does an introductory session, you're going to know. And, you know, we can relate to that because even with you, someone who never thought that you would see someone like me, right? Or a therapist at all. Um, I was able to tap into you. I was able to make you feel comfortable. I was able to meet you where you were. And that was, that produced trust. Right. Plus the fact that you give off, you know, the auntie vibe at the at the barbecue that we chilling and we kicking I it. I am the auntie. I'm the auntie. Auntie. I picked up at, I picked up at five seconds in. Yeah. Yeah. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You look like you're gonna make a, a mean mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> the cookouts, baby. We had the yeah, cookouts, how baby. Do I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. When all else fails, come over. I, I make yeah. you some macaroni come and on, cheese come and on, some fried on. chicken. You be all right. Oh boy. Yeah, we are there. We are there. Invitation to me. But you know, really, it's important that you find someone that you can trust. And I think trust is a great big issue in terms of telling people, you know, I'm going to speak culturally again. Um, but a lot of cultures have gotten it. You know, they've gotten, they caught the wisdom. They understand. And it's really, first of all, all about trust. It really is. Right. Because you have to expose yourself. You, you have to tell on yourself. And sometimes people don't want to tell themselves about themselves. Right. <laughs> Let alone tell someone else so that they can work out the true issues in their life. So it, it you know, it, it takes a lot to really come to the conclusion that, and here's the quotes, I need some help. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, is that we all need help. We never stop needing help because we're right. constantly becoming, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it is so wise of us to find someone that has been down that road or has the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of where you are to help you bypass some of the potholes in the road, help you to understand the mountains that you have mm. to climb. Mm. 
Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk that shit. Whoa. Talk that shit. Whoa. Yeah, free therapy. Talk that Whoa. shit. If there's a segment, talk that shit, Cam. Yes, yes. Oh. I know you can't curse, but I'm a curse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk that shit. Yeah. But, but no. see, what I just gave you mm. is the truth of the matter, right? And the, the fact of the matter is, which is the way that I operate, mm. um, the truth is the truth. It cannot lie. Right. And when you hear the truth, it impacts you. It's impactful. And you want to know more, even though you're afraid, you do want to know more, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we all want to be better. Right. We all want to be better. Right. Some people are just scared to be better. They're scared to be, they're mm-hmm. afraid to be mm-hmm. better, and they don't know mm-hmm. who can help them be better. Right. How many years have you been doing this, Karen? If you don't mind. My goodness. Asking. Professionally, I've been doing this over 20 years. Mm. Over 20 now, years. Now, do you wake right. up? I know I know when you first started, <laughs> like from 20 years ago to now, do you still have that same fire, that same desire? Because to, to me, it, it shows that you do, but do you truly have that same fire and desire every time? that you you wake up and you know that hey i got some this many sessions i got to do and i got to listen and truly help you do you still have that same fire that you did as you started day 1 no mm. no i don't Ooh. because i have learned more okay <laughs> i have grown mm-hmm. so my fire that's burning now is even greater than 20 years wow. ago i've yeah. experienced a lot i've learned through people and encounters and things i've mm-hmm. gotten wiser i've gotten smarter therefore i can help you better so my fire and my excitement right. about what i know and how i can impact your life is greater than 20 years ago and so i got one i got another one though so mm-hmm. when you first started um i know i'm sure los has been been with it um in situations where you have people in your life that just you know they mean well but they zap the energy out of you like oh yeah you get, you get to talk to them and they man, energy like suckers this, get away like from me fog that just you know <laughs> that comes now you do this professionally now in the beginning you know obviously you understood what you were up against right you understood mm-hmm. you had a gift mm-hmm. but was there times in the beginning when you first started that man you get out of those sessions you go lay in bed you be like damn i'm zapped like yes. I'm, I'm flushed <laughs> And yes, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's a good question. I'm sorry. <laughs> here, here's uh, some important things, mm-hmm. right? So you are, we all, well, I am still very teachable, okay? Mm-hmm. And so in that fact, I have learned how to de- debrief. So not only have I done this, but I've uh, been a hospital chaplain. And in chaplaincy, we learn how to debrief. So when I, I mean, dealing with death and dying every day, every so, day, so. and families every day, they have to face the death of their loved one. That's heavy burdens. Right. But mm-hmm. in that training, I learned how not to take my work home with me. Mm. That carries Very me vital. through. So yes, there are times where I am overloaded. Grief within itself, and I've been a grief counselor for over 20 years. That's a heavy burden. Mm -hmm. And so learning how to take that off of you, because when you help people, you take on their burden. Mm -hmm. So yes, in order, when you, when you, um, I've learned how to debrief 
and let that stuff go. And it could be as simple as a walk around the block. <laughs> mm, that's what I'm about to say. How how mastered how how like because you're talking about this like we're talking about in the sense of endurance at this point. Absolutely. You know? So this is like you have to know your remedies, you know. And I'm about to say what how does that like okay, so it's the walk in the park, is it what is it like, you know, because yeah. for for me, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like you like you you said you're a grief counselor for X amount of years, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. You over are years. over 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are the last bit of hope, last shred of hope for people sometimes. You know, what I mean, their last, like, you know, like mm-hmm. how strong and patient do you have to be in those type of situations as well? So endurance is a good word. S- strength and patience is great, but um when you get into this kind of line of business, it's experience that is the mm. best teacher. You can understand what they're going through, you can relate, but you also know how you got out and mm. what, how impactful that was for you to be freed of that feeling. So that drive within itself supersedes anything else because you want them to make it through Mm-hmm. So you're able to let it go because you know how important it is for them to make it through. Mm. And it's it's like that cheerleader at the end of the, the tunnel or at the end of a race. Come on, you got it. You can do it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And that supersedes the exhaustion and all of the other things that come along with it. You mm. know how to debrief. You mm. know how to let let down you know that if they come through their life will be so much better and that's such a greater reward of anything that you're going through in the present time because you see the goal you have the vision and that's your point of reference in life we always need a point of reference we need to know where we want to be and in life when struggles come, the most place that we want to be is out of the struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. Nearest exit. Fastest <laughs> thing smoking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the bottom line is I have the responsibility and the endurance, right? And mm. the call and the gift mm. and the knowledge. Preach, right? preacher. To guide <laughs> you out because I know the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, those, those, I know you got more questions. Go ahead. <laughs> I know you think you're hard. Go ahead. Oh my I don't God. steal any of your questions. Go ahead. Plus, you're in my stomach with mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what? So, so you mentioned some of the the fields. What else? Like, what else uh, types of counseling do you do? Like, do you? I'm life. I'm marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm engagement. I'm family. <laughs> Oh, so one stop shop. I got a big one, Karen. Karen, I got a great question. Uh-huh. What do you think about what do you think about um, marriages today in today's society? In COVID era? <laughs> yeah, no, pre-COVID era, like past oh, ten years. Oh, what, what, do you, oh, okay. what do you think about? Yeah, what do you think about marriages today? I, I just do you find yourself working with a lot more people nowadays than you used to, as far as like marriage counseling. 
Um, very interesting. I have a lot of people or a few people that I counsel in marriage, but they're they're older. I mm -hmm. I I am counseling some couples who um, want to be engaged, and they want counseling prior to, um, you know, they wanted counseling prior to even getting engaged. They know that they want to. They're not trying to get divorced. That's what they're saying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they not. They not trying to go. They exactly. not trying to spend that money and get that that lawn. That's that's what exactly. They do. That's actually a and, genius thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually like, where are we using that? Yeah, exactly. So I'm bringing it to you first before I say I do. Before I say I do. Before I even pull the ring out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. But yeah. I mean, that's so key and it's so important and it's so wise mm -hmm. because um, you millennials and emerging adults, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just the sanctity of marriage is out the window, right? It's gone. It's gone. It I'm really, sorry, it's it gone. really <laughs> is. Um, I don't think that you really understand um, what marriage is, right. you know, and for many in, in your age group, it's all about the party, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the assumption of um, fun, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and marriage is work. <laughs> right. It's lifelong work. And unfortunately, people don't want to work. Right. <laughs> they don't want to do the work. And, and so... There, oddly enough, those who are coming to marriage counseling are older people who understand the benefits, um, the time put in, right, mm -hmm. and the sanctity of marriage. And and yeah, that's what I was gonna pick okay. back and say because yeah, yeah. I I feel like you know our generation is not sold on the forever thing, like you know, like not it's. At all. You know, I mean, you can't, you, you know, like, uh, okay. Yeah. So I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a question on this because you know, I have a personal opinion, but how much do you put, what percentage do you put social media, not on marriage, not just on marriage, but mental health in general. Oh my now, God. Nowadays, Karen, how much oh my God. percentage do you put social media in the, everything looks beautiful on this picture or everything sounds good when I'm writing. I just got a new job and, and I did this and I'm, I'm in Cabo. I'm in France and you know, I'm grabbing on this girl's ass or, you know, all this other stuff. How much do you put on social media being the problem with mental health nowadays in society? You know, I really want to say 99.9%. .9%. Absolutely. I'm about to say, I'm absolutely. You answered. You know, really. But I'll stretch to say 89%. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. really in my heart, I want to say 99.9% right. because it's a fairy tale. You understand? Absolutely. And it's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. You yep. know, too many people are living a lie, producing a lie, pro promoting a lie, knowing that it's a lie mm -hmm. and just lying. Right. And people are believing the hype. Right. Mm. Even when they know their eyes are seeing a lie, you still, because we want to believe in the fairy tale and it does not exist. Right. Mm. Right. It does not exist. Mm. Right. Listen, you don't want me to get into that because social media, I think is going to be the death of us all. You know what Listen, I mean? <laughs> damn global woman. Yeah, well, that too. You know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. and those, those, and those mm -hmm. looking pretty close together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I, this is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those of, of your listeners in between eighteen and twenty nine, if I can say this, right? Yeah, I was Even gonna 30, ask you this. But after thirty, yeah, because we t- we turn it thirty this year. Yeah, okay. I'm getting old. You you yeah. really enter into adulthood, right? Right. And by mm-hmm. 30, you should have a good idea of um some set goals. But we know that not to be the case, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes the, the the 30 um at the present time is maybe the 25. <laughs> right. Mm. Really be in, in terms of goals and really knowing what you're doing and also settling down right Right. Mm -hmm. because by 30 you're looking to settle down you're looking to move into family and a career and all of that because between 18 and 29 that's your developmental stage that's your stage of possibilities that's your stage of being reckless right Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying this and trying that because you're young and society tells you look you young live your best life right right, right. live your life like it's golden yes Mm -hmm. okay all right now all right now now. i know i know when that Come on, when the DJ come on, you outside yeah, with the good right. drink. The excuse cool me, drink. excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in actuality, you know, you should be trying to figure it out, yeah. right? So in figuring out life that's very difficult, I had a conversation so very interesting. My daughter, she's 27, and she's like, I w- can I go back to being 10 where I had no issues? I had Man, no Man, I problems. think about that every I day. I didn't have Lord. to worry about gas. Bills mm-hmm. don't go away. You it understand? Was fun. And I said, mm-hmm. no, because at 10, I was trying to tell you then that you didn't want to be an adult and you was pushing towards adulthood. So, yeah, right? we always do. We're young. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's so, true. That's true. The, issue, the real fact of the matter is, is that at this age, while you're exploring life and possibilities and dabbling this and dabbling that you need help you need guidance right you do and you need to talk to people or someone about the issues that you're having because all of the millennials and emerging adults that i have are now really learning how to release all of the baggage the junk that they've been carrying the mm-hmm. toxic air, the toxic toxic relationships that you don't realize. You know that they're toxic, but somebody got to tell you, get out. Yeah. Get and out. sometimes they even know it's you know they even know it's wrong, and they they just can't get out themselves. They 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 know, but they they can't get out. And you they, continue in it. Why? Yeah. Because no one's comfortable. Saying- This is not what life is supposed to be. Life can be better. Mm -hmm. You can be better, but we, you don't know that because you're still exploring. You're still searching for possibilities. And in that you go around the mulberry bush, right? Right. You're not even moving forward. You're just going around the mulberry bush and you Mm -hmm. need somebody who has the education, has the experience, lived a little while and can relate to you to say, Hey, tap, tap, tap. What you doing? Where, where are you going? I'm going here. Well, you've not been here before. Mm. <laughs> right. That's true. Do you want something different? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want to move forward? Or do right. you want to keep doing this 360? Mm. Now, do you want to carry the unnecessary baggage that you've been carrying, even from adolescence, 
Or do you want to let that go so that you're free to run and move and grow? Mm. Karen, so so I'm gonna ask both of you guys because Whoa. this is this is gonna be <laughs> this is I love this man. Going people people are gonna love this episode, man. But I'm gonna ask both of you guys. I'll start with Lowe's first and then okay. I'm gonna go to you, Karen. This is gonna be a question I ask every guest. Mm-hmm. But since this is Lowe's first day too, I'm gonna ask him, what does culture mean to you, sir? When you when somebody says culture, that word, right? And that word could be meant in so many different ways. What does culture mean to you specifically? Wow, that that's a lot because I think I carry I I blur many cultures mm-hmm. because um, I'm West Indian. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. are Guyanese, so mm-hmm. I hope you know that I get that the Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl is Hispanic, so I get I get the Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get the the urban black experience, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because nobody looking at me, they don't know my my heritage, my lineage. They just see me as American Negro. So it's like mm-hmm. I get that uh, aspect as well. So, um, you know, and then and then there's things that I get culture shocked too as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, going to college upstate, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, I know that was like they, people never seen a yeah. person my color. So I was yeah. like, okay. Um, but uh, within that, I think that, you know, for me, I've always been people, some that always wanted to be immersed in in all cultures and kind mm-hmm. of understand cultures. You know, I was very, I was always a, a thirst for knowledge. Like, right. like um, you know, I got, I got, I, I, feel, I see myself as like a well-traveled person, mm-hmm. like a global businessman, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could be like anywhere and blend in, you know what I mean? Right. I could be in Morocco and, you know, uh, speak with people and break bread with them. And, yeah. you know, so for, to me, I feel like, you know, kind of be just well tapped in and kind of being aware of yourself and then everybody else's norms, I guess. So, I mean, I, it's a terrible answer for the question, but no, it's not. <laughs> I think, there's no, there's no wrong answer. That's why that's true. That's why but, I asked. But culture to me is, is basically the, the norms, the, the belief system, um, etiquette that, that is in a certain area and in a population. So to be the 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 social political i guess answer would be that that one but I, I don't, hey I, I like i like your answer your answer is what is important i mean the political is it's fine but your answer is honestly what's important and so karen now hearing all that you know you don't have to piggyback over any of that i mean honestly everybody carries a different value in culture and, and what yeah. they feel it is and what they feel it is in their heart so to you karen what is culture that word or just that in general mean to you what is that what do you think of when you hear that i think that i'm probably going to go in the more simplest form so Mm -hmm. culture is a way of life and that way of life is predicated on your family values your environment your experience and your beliefs right and as we grow older we learn cultural diversity, right? Because as we're growing up, everything that we believe, everything that we do um, culturally, we're taught this is the way that it is. This is what we do, right? 
But as we get older, we experience diversity, diversity in culture, right? And so culture begins to take on a new meaning, right? right. <laughs> because when you come of age of choice, you choose your culture, right? Which mm -hmm. can be part of what you've grown up with, what you know. But as you have been diversified, you can take on other people's culture. Right. So mm -hmm. culture is simply a way of life that we learn when we grow up and move from and develop as we get older. Oh, man, that was perfect. Mm. Both y'all, perfect. Mm. Let me say something just very, very clear right now. This this is episode number one, right? Mm -hmm. If you watch this episode and didn't learn something, if you watch this episode <laughs> and didn't become brighter as a human being, if you watch this episode in the background and didn't want to run to make sure you listen, then please don't ever watch another episode. Right? Shame on you. Right. Because <laughs> this that is, person. Yeah, this is this is real knowledge. This is real love. This is actually like it says on the bottom, free therapy. This mm -hmm. this is this is something that could tap into the heart. You know, people like to hear everything about the cars, the clothes, the women, the you know, the Nobody guys and yeah, nails, hair, this, that. But this right here is impactful. This right here is a everyday thing and karen let me tell you from me and i know los feels the same way yeah we are thankful that you even came on here and blessed us and everybody that watches this with your knowledge and your beauty of course and we're gonna be there for that mac and cheese Yo, just oh, know for that sure. you don't for you sure. know me mac and mac cheese, and cheese and fried chicken yeah is that um Yo, listen <laughs> that was a personal invitation we did yeah we are there, podcast, we there. We are there. <laughs> so karen i just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being on the first episode, mm -hmm. the cutting of the ribbon, yes, on Culture Shop Podcast, Karen. I want to say thank you, and we really appreciate you, Karen. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and, and not for nothing, Karen. Plug yourself. Like, how how can people get in contact with yes, you? Let's say let people us know. hear you, and like, I need to book her right away because this this she sound like mm -hmm. Auntie from the barbecue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am auntie from the barbecue, but um, what I how I would do this is um, contact contact Patrick and Patrick mm -hmm. if if someone's serious serious mm. about wanting to see what this therapy counseling coaching mm -hmm. thing is all about, and I've struck a nerve through my passion because that's what you heard. That's what we heard. Um, I struck a nerve. If you're serious, contract contact Patrick. You know, contact him. He knows how to contact me. Of course. Mm. Of course. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna put anything out there for you to play because I don't play. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. I'll tell you one damn thing. She don't play. Mm. And, and, and she'll chase time, your ass down. <laughs> my time is valuable. It is. Mm. That's the number one rule. My, I put myself into you. Yes. So if you're serious, you're going to contact Patrick. Yep. You look at his next episode. Exactly. And exactly. And you don't, <laughs> and you don't go, if you do contact me, don't go into that stuff half-assed. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> go into that with your soul, man. And if you don't, if you don't know where your soul's at, she'll help you find it for real. It's, mm. it's a different experience. And it's, it's the truth though. It's mm. really is the truth. So searching. So Karen, I just want to say thank you. Cheers yeah. to you. I really appreciate you. This is culture shock podcast. Episode one. We are out of here, baby. All Appreciate right. y'all.